All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Strongman Winter Circle podcast. I'm Nicholas Camby. This is episode 32 with today's guest, Trey Mitchell. So for you guys that don't know Trey, but you should know Trey, Trey is a two-time Shaw Classic champion, but also a three-time World Strongest Man finalist. So Trey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Nick. So yeah, how's the body feeling after the Classic? Have you started up training again, or are you still He's still resting. Yeah, I started back up training seriously yesterday. Uh, nothing, uh, it wasn't too banged up after the competition, but yesterday just tweaked my neck, you know, deadlifting, just a tight trap, but yeah. nothing serious. Now, <laughs> were, you, were you going like 70, 80% or like, or lighter than that? Uh, you know, that would go off if I knew my max. <laughs> and uh, let's see, probably like 80%, you know, just doing some deficits. And just the last set, like a uh, tweak my neck, just a, like I said, just life get you get a tight trap every once in a while and you know tweak it. But like I said, nothing serious, you know, doing some, you know, some log pressing this morning, you know, in training. All right, so so you're getting you're getting right back into it. Yeah, um, getting right. But yeah, but overall, um, so of course, of course, a great run at the Shaw Classic. Um, of course, only about ten days ago, but overall, how does it feel? to be the only man to stop Brian Shaw from winning the Shaw Classic three years in a row? Uh, uh, well, like the first year, 2020, like I got a week's notice to compete. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I was an alternate uh, the first year he had it and, you know, got the last-minute call. <laughs> and I got fourth place there, you know, that first year. And then actually getting the train for it uh, – you know, it's kind of a good feeling. Last year, it didn't really feel kind of real, you know, like almost I was still in a dream. <laughs> and, but this year, like, it, you know, really, you know, set in that, I'm, you know, one of the best, you know, I was one of the top of strongmen in the world and being able to go head to head against uh, Brian Shaw, one of, you know, the guys I looked up to when I first started this sport, you know, and winning against him was, you know, really really you know highlight i would say absolutely i I was listening to uh another podcast of yours you actually talked to lawrence charlie about a year ago around this time and you predicted yourself winning coming back and winning the shot classic you said that's that was my goal i'm going to come back and win the show so how does it feel to kind of like follow up on that just you know being able to uh back up what i'm my smack talk i guess (laughs) Absolutely. Um, now, for the, in terms of that kind of training for the Shaw Classic and then entering the show, was it kind of did training go really well? Were there ups and downs? But if you want to kind of mention a little bit in terms of how you trained and how the show went, I know of course the show went great, but yeah, give us a little insight. Uh, yeah, the training like there was a little little hiccups here and there, but nothing serious because like this is the first year I actually got a coach and someone coaching me because up until. Uh, when was it like eight weeks before the world strongest man i didn't have a coach i was all by myself so actually having someone tell me what to do and hold me back actually not to go on full bore every you know workout was kind of kind of good and actually giving me tips on training really helped uh it was just like little minor things like uh, i didn't hit the reps here and there like i he really wanted just based on maybe I wasn't my nutrition wasn't good the day before or but uh you know like a 
training for the only thing I kind of a little disappointed on was the I'm retired deadlift. I was uh, really hoping I got, you know, at least 1150. Like last year, I was a I was just shy of being able to lock that out on the Hummer Tire deadlift, and this year was a little was even worse than last year. It just couldn't barely broke my knees and couldn't hitch it up. But training was going well. In tra- hit in training, I hit eleven. Uh, I hit a thousand pounds with a yeah. I hit a thousand pounds on uh, the wagon wheel deadlift uh, with a bar extenders that. To try and simulate the Hummer tire bar, and you know, it really went. I was really excited about that. That was a good training PR, hitting a thousand pounds of training. Uh, uh, the log press was training went really well. Uh, like training for the we we had an extended time to hit the for for the medley, so we had a. 90 seconds instead of the usual minute or 75 seconds. So training for that, I hit 427 for three, for four reps in 90 seconds. So that was a really good, really, really proud about that training, but I ended up not having to go that hard. <laughs> hey, that, that's, that's only a hair off from like Zadrunas back at the Arnold, like repping out 450 for four um, yeah. with the big Australian Oak. So that's only like what 20, 23 pounds different. So yeah, not too uh, I think at the Arnold, they get a little bit of extra time though. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's uh, like two minutes. All right. Unless, unless it's changed. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, so you're mentioning a coach. So, so who's your new coach? Uh, Chad Coy. All right. Uh, All I right. met him uh, at the first uh, Shaw classic and really got to know him. Yeah. Now you, but you were saying overall, like if you, if you were left to your own devices, do you think you would have maybe, maybe overtrained? A little bit. Yeah, I have a problem overtraining on some stuff. <laughs> and yeah, I think it, it, every kind of strongman at some point, I think there's a component of that. I, I probably at least overtrained on probably the last two competition preps. So even like holding myself back in this one, but that's always a big piece. Um, but yeah, but of course, um, in terms of kind of kind of a little moving on, I know. Of course, I've been following your career. I know we competed together back in the Denison, Texas, and Arnold mm-hmm. Arnold Classics, um, even ASM and all, and even uh, Vegas. Um, but it looks like you kind of you keep you always grow every year. So what what you what, what were you weighing at uh, this past this past Shaw Classic? Shaw Classic, uh, let's see, three eighty. I've been saying three seventy five to three eighty was a uh, yeah. I've been growing every. I can slowly get bigger every year, you know. Mm-hmm. so that's that's why they call you the big thicket and then for someone that's a northerner what is a thicket uh the woods the woods all right yeah all you right. go thicket you know thick, the brush the thick <laughs> woods all right excellent um but for of course similar to um so let's just so right now you're 380 now when you started your journey back in i think in other again i did a little research so back in other podcasts you mentioned you kind of started around 2012 um, after football, so what did you weigh when you first started? Strong. Um, uh, I was uh, probably two seventy five, two sixty five, you know, give or take. Like I know when I graduated uh, high school, I started. I had my first two competitions when I was still eighteen year old, and you know, high school. I was a uh, two eighty four when I graduated. Right. So putting on hundred pounds in ten years. <laughs> so yeah, ten pounds every year. Now has that been kind of like a 
conscious effort to kind of cultivate mass or um, or just more just kind of adapt into kind of heavyweight so you have to build a mass um, so but like for instance um, yeah what, what were kind of your goals there in terms of just getting getting larger uh, just a steady progress you know like I wasn't you know actively trying to get bigger just to eat you know consistently and training hard like my body's just adapting to get getting bigger putting on more muscle and like uh I did go through a phase like uh 2014 I got you know kind of ugly fat I would I'd say you know <laughs> just a dirty bulk got too big uh, too quickly and so I dropped a quite a bit of weight after I re- you know put that on and like uh was at 320 you know at you know 19 20 years old and I was like all right I need to cut cut some weight and I, you know, doing some faster cardio, just walking in the morning. Yeah. I dropped down to 280 and, you know, was pretty fairly lean for a big guy, I would say, you know, had, had a four pack. Mm-hmm. Of abs, yeah. yeah that's, so, all, that's all you need in strong, man. It's the, yeah. the top four. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so for instance, like for someone that like, again, wants to kind of look at, let's say, let's talk to like the heavyweight amateurs out there. Like what were, where would be your suggestions in terms of like effectively putting on weight? Um, over time uh, you know, just uh eat be consistent with your diet i would say you know and like if you're tr- in over over time your body will adapt to getting bigger like if you just stay consistent with your diet eating roughly the same amount of calories every day and if you're trying to gain weight you know add you know uh, maybe you know one to two hundred calories you know for three weeks and then when your body stops uh, gaining weight after that, uh, bump it up another 100, 200 calories, you know, keep decision. Like not, don't just uh, automatically jump up 500 calories every, you know, <laughs> you know, every day for, you know, three weeks, you'll gain too much weight too quickly. And it'll be, it'll kind of be over into the, you know, the fat instead of lean muscle mass, you know, that you want You want to be consistently and, you know, over time, add a little bit of a, you know, calories, yeah, every couple of weeks. Now, now, do you follow anything like, um, like Stan Efferdin's vertical diet, like the probability coach, um, or like, for instance, like similar, or even similar to the kind of Brian kind of just always kind of putting on his money meals, doing 10 eggs a day. Do you follow any kind of protocols or is it more just something that you've kind of came up with your own? Yeah, just something I came up on my own pretty much, uh, like uh, for breakfast, I'll eat eight, eight whole eggs, you know, with uh, spinach, ham, and uh, some onions, and with some oatmeal for breakfast. And I'll do uh, for my meat, my lunches, I eat two lunches with uh, ground beef, rice, onions, and carrots. That'll be one meal, you know, for one day. And second lunch would be like ground beef and sweet potatoes. And like dinner, I'll have whatever. And before I go to bed, I'll have a protein shake. All right. Uh, yeah, but like, it, you know, I don't know. Like I'm one of those guys that can just, you know, eat that, you know, every day for my life. <laughs> and, now, you, you know, now a lot of onions, is that kind of like your preferred vegetable? Yeah, I really like onions. It's good for you. And yeah. we got a lot of nutrients in it. And it's flavor for the meat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it grows, yeah, grows, grows well with uh, yeah beef and steak. Um, but also I wanted to, um, 
of course, I, w- I always like the tips in terms of kind of gaining weight. Maybe one day I'll, I'll try to I'll try to stab the heavyweight circuit. So I might be calling you for some tips. Um, <laughs> but in terms of, of course, kind of watching over over the years, um, when we talk about kind of like logs and stones, I feel like you're probably one of the best guys out there when it comes to kind of the one motion and vipers. Um, so I wanted to kind of get it, get deep in a little bit. So um, what I'm going to do here um, is that I'm going to share my screen. Um, and actually pulled out some clips um, uh-huh. regarding um, some of your some of the stuff that you've been kind of um, competing lately. So I've put some training clips and also some uh, stuff at Shaw. So uh, I'm going to share the screen and I'm going to pull out my editor. So um, I always I think part, you're probably one of the first guys I saw do the more of that one motion log clean and do it very well and do it very effectively. Um, so I pulled this okay. one at training. Um but you usually looks like you do like a nice row. Um, and then they of course throw the big hips, but like, what, what do you think about when you are, are working on these one motions? Is there kind of like different technique cues or what you, what, what kind of light could you shine on the, on the listeners? Hmm. Uh, like I've really been, when I've did that, I, first time I did it was on accident. Like uh, <laughs> amateur nationals in 2015, just all the adrenaline that I was, uh, so I did that on accident and discovered I could, like a, that little 10 inch log is all I had for, you know, seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have a 12 inch to practice uh, the one motion press, the Viper press. So when I'm doing that, I'm really thinking about, you know, rowing it into my upper stomach, like, you know, the top, you know, two, three, two or four pack of abs, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, trying to row it in there, pull it in like high elbows. And then throw the hips and like throw the hips once I get it to my chest and you know throw the elbows underneath. So so once you throw hips in, you simultaneously throw the elbows as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. And then I pulled I pulled up some of your one motion. So again, what your one motion stones stones of course is uh, I love watching your stones, but I really like of course. I need to get better at one motions as well. I think many other athletes do. So I pulled up some of this training. Looks like so usually at home you do pretty much pure chalk. You don't really work with too much tacky until game day. Yeah, usually uh train without tacky. Uh just because it's more convenient. Like since I train by myself, it's harder to do stuff. But like it in doing that, you know, has made my stones, you know, one of the top in the world. But uh when I think about doing the one motion stone, I'm like the tips, like squeeze the forearms onto the stone, like put as much you know pressure you know, right in that little sweet area on your forearm. Squeeze it as hard as I can, and like lock my upper back together, my shoulder blades. Like my, if you can can't really tell with the shirt, but like my chest is like pretty much touching that stone, so it's like locked in there, and it's all like lower hips and uh, hamstrings you know, to one motion that. Oh, excellent. And yeah. So for instance, if someone's doesn't have, of course, outside of actually one motion in the stones and log, do you have any tips on uh, like one motions and all? Mm. Like, in, in terms of, sorry, in terms of um, accessories, like accessory lifts okay, to yeah. help one motions. Uh, one motion, like a, Bent over rows, having a strong upper back, is, and you know, good mornings. Those are two good, uh, you know, exercises to get your 
not just your log and your log clean and you know your atlas stones together, but it will help uh, with the one motion of the atlas stones, especially the good morning, just building that low back and glutes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's about the same uh, movement too. Absolutely. And then I, I was also so of course the stone one run is great. And again, you're going against one of the best in Brian Shaw. So of course those quick one motions and then the couple kind of like the lap and you still beat them by a few good seconds. So I think about oh, four seconds. Four seconds ahead. Not, not I mean, we better. both, uh, uh, you know, like last year we had like he was like 32 seconds, I think, and uh, I got 29 seconds this year. This year, like we both improved by about four seconds. And it's kind of crazy at his age. He's still improving. He's yeah. still improving his time. So pretty nuts. And then I pulled out the log. The log was <laughs> super cool, Trey. Um, yeah, yeah. Run us, yeah, run us through. What, what were you like? For instance, was it just feeling great? And like, what did you think of this log, especially with these kind of big caps at the end? Well, it's just a. I like the look of the log. Just having those big caps on it kind of reminds you of the Austrian oak. You know, having those huge ends. And, looks cool <laughs> and i really like the log but uh like uh, having those big ends on the cats big end caps does make uh, the clean a little bit uh a little more chaotic i would say like like on that first clean like it just uh, kind of threw me back a little bit just had to take a step a couple of steps just to get it locked in and stable go back at it so sorry for our listeners on spotify but if you're on <laughs> youtube you guys can see so he Watch this. throws his hips and then yeah, take a little few steps. Now, are you, do you, you normally wear flats when it comes to pressing, correct? Yes, I do. That's and just it, what it, I've it, always used. And I do feel like, it, you know, a little bit more glutes and hamstrings. And people that use the Ole lifters, you know, for their pressing is more quadded and knee dominant. But Yeah, I, I always, yeah, I always mention, I, of course, I'm a big fan of the heels, but I always say there's always a good, Again, depending on your leverages, you can also be very effective with the flats. And then big press, big head through. Not too shabby, Trey. Not too shabby at all. And then the extra, and they just did the extra wrap for the fans. Yeah, extra wrap for the fans. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't too worried. Like just based on what uh, Novikov, like I was a uh, second to last, and Novikov was last after me. I was just based on what he's been putting out on training. I. You know, wasn't too too worried that he'll get it, but like, you know, you got to do to got to do an extra for the fans just to show off. And I bet that was pretty live. Now, was that probably one of the, like the loudest kind of like home shows you've done or uh, domestic shows, as to say? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was so. It's just the uh, energy from the fans, and you know, also the you know the ambient music. It was super loud in there, so. Uh, you basically just had to, you know, watch the judge to get any signals. You couldn't really hear them say anything. <laughs> so, yeah, you did your best to get all the yeah hand gestures. Um, so um, in terms of kind of going forward, so pretty big log, pretty big stone. Now, is, I know you've had um, ambitions to go after like the stone record, but you ever thought maybe going after the log record? Uh yeah, I mean, if it ever comes up in competition, like, uh, I don't think I would take time out of my training just to hit a max log, you know. But, uh, 
Yeah, like that's one of my goals would probably be, you know, getting the log record and then and, and also Atlas Stone record. All right. So so at one point you want to go after uh Tom Stolman's record and of course wrote it down two hundred and eighty six kilos or six hundred and thirty and a half pounds. Well, like uh I don't know if you've researched it, like uh I did go with twenty twenty Arnold's mm-hmm. where they basically shut down everything before COVID. Like uh it was me, uh yeah, Wesley Claiborne and Tom, we went for the world record that year. Yeah. And then yeah. that, but that, and then of course, Tom, and then Tom went after it. If you know me, you know I'm always on the run, up early and home late. So having a three hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me. What is in the cards is AG1. It's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals I need to perform. I first gave AG1 a try because it was, I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop, mixed in water, once a day, and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash provengrit. That's drinkag1.com slash provengrit. Check it out. Uh, he, he did that record after, right? Yeah, for the, the in twenty twenty the Arnold it was uh, we, the original record set by Brian Shaw was five hundred and sixty pounds, and we had two stones. We had a five sixty five and then a six oh three. And so, whoever did the five sixty five, you know, went on to the six you know oh three and for the to divide the record, see who can actually go for that. I went, you know, me our training was going really well. And just I was when it came to competition, like I used the wrong tacky and it did, you know, tacky stuck to the stone, not to my skin. You know, so I couldn't even budge the the 565. But so I was out of the competition. Yeah. You know, Wesley and Tom, they obviously got it. And then, you know, they went for the 603 and, you know, Wesley attempted it, lapped it, did, didn't really, uh, no, uh, yeah, he. I think he did lap it, and then, but was able to load it. Then uh, Tom, he you know, destroyed it. <laughs> but so after, after the competition, before they cleaned up that, like I went backstage, got some good tacky, and uh, went to, and was able to lap it. You know, lap six oh three, but you know, no load. All right. Well, next time, but it's one of those things. If it's if it shows up in the contest, you'll do it. But you right now, it's so probably win, winning contests and competing is probably a little more than just the pure records. Yeah, right now it's just uh, doing my best at the competition, trying to win those. And like it, like I said, if it comes up max log or you know if we ever have a max atlas stone in a competition, like you know go there. 
Cool. Well, I'm definitely going to keep my eyes out peeled and hopefully some promoters are listening so they can at least give you an opportunity to break those records. Um, So in kind of in general, um, so of course my next question, um, like in strongman, like most athletes like strive to be like well-rounded. Like we know that of course, like your grip is not your best event, but it's something that it's improved year over year um, and still working on. But overall, what's your advice on for strongman athletes addressing their weak events and training? Um, when you address your weak events, you know, uh, you want to have them in your training as often as possible. Like my circus dumbbell used to be my worst event, you know, and I, you know, you know I would have it at the end of uh, my event days once a week and, you know, just practice the, my weakness, you know, like my, for me, my, my circus dumbbell was just like stabilizing on my shoulder and holding the lockout just, and so I would just uh, do you know, clean once and press away for my, you know, dumbbell training. So just uh, focus on that weakness of it, you know, have it as often in your training as you can and, you know, practice what's the weak part of it. So for me, it was stabilizing the dumbbell. And so I, you know, that's what I would practice, you know, holding it here, like pause on the shoulder, pause when it's locked out. Now, so for instance, if you had it in your workout, would you like, for instance, if you were added in like extra reps on it, would you do go like lighter and just drill the, just drill the form and drill just time under tension? Yeah, that's a, how I would train it would be time under tension, uh, lighter, you know, practice that form. And then once uh, closer to competition with it in, you would uh, slowly add the intensity with the weight. Now, when did you, you end up hitting like, like it was a set, was a six or seven at the at, at the classic. At the classic, it was six reps. Six reps, cool. That's all I needed for a second place. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. And then I imagine Novak. I didn't. I didn't get to watch all of it yet, but I imagine Novikov won the won the dumbbell. Yeah, he got eight reps. No, uh, he, he, he does like that dumbbell, but it's always a. Uh, I always yeah. use Novikov as kind of a, a kind of a great example. He, I remember watching him back in 2018, um, when the amateur Arnold's when the, the one that he won. Uh, mm-hmm. he just moved differently than any other athlete I ever seen with the dumbbell. It's just, so I was like, I'm going to copy that guy in terms of when it comes to the dumbbell. Yeah. He's a good uh, example, like a role model for the dumbbell. He's just so efficient. He's once he cleans it, he's in the right spot every time. And, you know, he's you know, so athletic and mobile. He can, you know, even if it's really heavy, like he's done 300 pounds or so on the dumbbell and he's able to get underneath it so quickly being athletic. So definitely have to watch him on any dumbbell. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Of course it was super cool when they had the the log ladder at the uh, rogue imitational hitting 300 pounds at the end of a ladder, especially with a steer dumbbell, something that's a little uh, longer range of motion compared to other dumbbells. That was mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Um, again, if, if anybody hasn't seen that clip, that's of course on your in, in YouTube. Um, but for Trey, so even just another observation to kind of watch you throughout the 10 years. I think I know you had like a little hiccup when you had like a little car accident back when, but for the most part, you stayed pretty healthy throughout your 10 years. Uh, any tips or tricks of the trade in terms of how to stay healthy in a sport that is, I think it's the second most strong is the second highest injury prone sport behind American football. I think that's based off statistics uh okay yeah any tips of the trade mr mitchell uh, uh like i pretty much invest you know just as much uh in training as is in you know uh recovery you know like i spend quite a bit you know getting uh 
recovery tools for myself. Yeah, you know, I made a Theragun out of a you know a jigsaw and <laughs> the old school way, you know, the jigsaw and the just a golf ball on the end of the you know stuff. But like I said, you know, I invest in you know recovery as much as I do training. It's uh you know you gotta sleep right. You know you get like I use supplement, you know, sleep supplements, get magnesium, zinc before I go to bed with a little bit of melatonin. You know, sleep is best for recovery. Uh, you know, I invest by, you know, recovery tools, you know, like uh, the Gracia. I'll do the Gracia stuff myself. And what? I was going to say, um, in terms of now that you were saying a little bit about, now do you get like body work done? Like you go to like a massage therapist at all? Uh, I try to whenever I can find one to schedule. <laughs> it's just yeah. uh, hard in my area to find one that's, uh, you know, free and that's actually good. Like the last um, uh, massage therapist I went to, you know, like, you know, don't be afraid of hurting me. You know, like I was scheduled for a deep tissue and it's like, oh, I'm more therapeutic. And it's like, all right, this is going to be great. <laughs> so, it's like, you feeling good? So like, I was hoping you'd get those knots out of my calf. And it's like, what knots has she's rolling over one? You know, I don't feel knots. And it was like, all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do my best. You know, I go to, I go, uh, I got a chiropractor I go to once a week, you know, get some work on. You know. Okay, so he, so he's he's the one that keeps you that he's looking after you. So every say once a week. Yeah, once a week I go to the chiropractor. Now you're getting like adjust, you're getting adjusted every 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 time. Yeah, I get adjusted and get a little bit of electric stem uh, therapy. Uh, if something's serious, I'll uh, do ultrasound, like uh, you know the ultrasound therapy where you know sends the radio waves into the not radio waves, sound waves into like underneath the skin to really vibrate the scar tissue. You ever done the ultrasound? No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I've been offered, but um, I, I've been kind of in and out of terms of the kind of chiropractic I've had. I'm going to, I've been going to a different guy. I used to go like every two weeks, but um, the reason why I got hurt earlier in the year, I think I did a little too much chiropractic. So like too much intervention. And then, okay. so everything was a little too loose. And I think that's one of the reasons why I got banged up and I had to pull out of my last contest. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to find out that right, um, that right balance with chiropractic um, right now. I used, But I, I think I went off my own rules. I, I would say every other week was before, before that. And I was going almost too much, but I think okay. it's all. I, but I, I had like a, he was a decent local one, but he wasn't the best chiropractor I've ever been to. So I think it's, it's important to, once you find that, that good one to kind of hold on to them, especially if they understand the sport. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm one of the bigger guys. So probably once a week is what I found helping me. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, so Trey, in terms of um, these are some of the questions I've kind of, I like to ask, of course, all um, different competitors, um but in general um when we're just talking so right now you've won some two big shows but in the past you won america's strongest man a lot of a lot of qualifiers a lot of regionals but overall um what does it take to be a winner in the sport of strongman mm, consistency consistent uh, training and uh preparation and believing in yourself uh, you know, when i started out competing you know even as an amateur like no one really thought i could become world's strongest man and um you know, competing, you know, three times winner, uh, competitor in the finalists and, you know, two times Shaw Classic winner. So just a consistent training and believing in yourself, I believe, is the what it takes to 
be a winner. Hmm. So when did you realize, like uh, the other question I like to ask, like, when did you realize your potential? So when did that, when did that, uh, I would say that switch flip in terms of like, I can, if I continue this, I will be world's strongest man. I will be great in the sport. Was there a certain, was it a, a progression or was it like a certain event or, or, or tell uh, us? Yes. Uh, you know, I always say like, I always thought I could do it whenever I, you know, started like when I did my first competition you know I was team division you know first started out my first competition you know going against other teams that were you know a little bit more experienced you know been a couple of years into it and like I won it you know I won you know I think three out of the five events and yeah yeah just like after that it just kind of told myself like if I train hard enough I, one day I will be world's strongest man yeah, that's just how I, I think that's how it happened. Just uh, that when that first competition, even though it was just a team division, just doing so well in it, told myself I could be it. So it only took one competition for you to to realize your destiny, huh? That's what I say, you know. That's awesome. Um, I, I, of course, I we get all sorts of kind of answers kind of on here, but, um, but, I, but I think that's I think that's my favorite, just especially for some for young people kind of trying something new. I think that's what always you always have to get get yourself. You you mentioned in some of your posts and some in terms of getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, um, just trying something out new, and then you don't realize that that could be that could be it. Um, now when you were starting out, like, especially you were mentioning, you kind of started right after high school, um, any athletes or strength athletes that you admired when you first started, or like, did you have your favorite strong men, but like, who were your inspirations when you were first starting out? Uh, like, uh, I would say the, like top, let's see, top three would probably be, uh, Brian, Brian Shaw, obviously like, uh, watching him and Travis Ortmeyer and Derek Poundstone, like, you know, when I first uh, really, you know, started seeing them, uh, Wolf Strongest Man on TV, it was like Derek Poundstone, Brian Shaw, like in the mid 2000s, you know, and seeing them on the show. And then Brian Shaw in like 2010, seeing him, you know, almost win it, you know, should have won it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's up to them to debate. But, you know, watching the 2010 Wolf Strongest Man, I, I recorded that on the you know, TV and just played it over and over again, watching them, you know, go head to head and hit Brian Shaw and Big Z. So that's just a meant to, those were the two, like three inspirations, watching those uh, guys and like having like uh, Travis Ortmeyer's and uh, Derek's uh, YouTube videos. Like when I first started, like I'm in an area, like there's no, strong man there's no strength community and so just having those videos to watch over and over again just kind of gave me motivation to train hard yeah poundstone's is one of my favorite he, so he's a connecticut guy so of course we're just right below massachusetts so <laughs> of course i heard and then even going to one of my first competition he pulled up in like this pretty tricked out subaru and they're like hey that's Derek poundstone i'm like Poundstone, like, and then of course, uh, I think at that point he already uh, almost should have probably won that World Strongest Man, where he where Mar- Marius etched him out on the stones right at the end. Yeah. Um, so just kind of see him in p- person, uh, and then now I kind of copy his his hitch, copy his axle. So yeah, Poundstone is a is a great one. Um, so now let's say t- ten years forward, 
Now, who are your kind of who are your kind of inspirations, or who what kind of guys do you kind of look out for now? Like, for instance, uh, I had a. Uh, uh mitchell hooper on the podcast so he kind of stole your last name and he's using it as a first name but yeah. what, what do you think about like kind of like mitchell hooper guys like pavlo both pavlos from ukraine uh like, <laughs> what do you think about the scene coming into going into the rest of the year and going into like 2023 well like uh, the guys i really like uh you know hanging out with competing and you know really look out for would probably like Kevin Ferris, like, a, you know, he's a great dude, like, you know, and it's a great competitor. And, like, he's the lightest guy, you know, here, you know, in the pro, you know, league. Like, he's only 280. Like, I say only 280. That's when going up against guys that are, you know, 340 plus. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing so well. And yeah. Putting up uh, good numbers, even for a lighter guy. And yeah. uh, I really – Really enjoy hanging out with Kevin. He's a good dude. Yeah, like le- leading up, like uh, Novikov, like he- you can never put him out. Novikov is the uh, you know a dark horse in every competition. Not even a dark horse. He's just the favorite at, in any competition. Yeah. It's just now you've you've been able to spend some time with him uh, again. Many different con- at least over half a dozen contests that you guys have been competing together. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what's like what's his mentality like mentality like behind like uh, behind the scenes? I know it's a little tough with the language barrier, but how is he? How is he kind of hanging out behind the scenes? Uh, he's quiet and everything, but like he does like little goofy stuff every once in a while. You know, like to me, like uh, this year, like at the World Strongest Man, like we had. a photo shoot in the lunchroom and like I was changing like between the two two shirts we had and he just came up and like had a old, old soda in his hand and put press it against my stomach and giggled and he's like <laughs> all right man he's <laughs> like like goofy but yeah the little little things like that he's uh he's a good dude like uh you know like he is quiet because of the language bearer but like you know he does those little goofy things every once in a while it's like yeah yeah <laughs> that's a lot of fun um so trey you're you're 29 you're 29 right now 29 yeah. years old yes, so sir. when everything is all said and done what are you looking to achieve in the sport of strongman uh just uh i'm looking to win world strongest man you know uh win the arnold classic you know. mm-hmm. let's see if we can retain this uh shaw classic uh title a couple more years Oof, maybe we're looking maybe looking at a four-time shot classic winner yeah exactly love it um so so trey that's most most of my serious questions but what's on the horizon for you right now what what do we uh what do the fans get to look forward to uh to see from trey mitchell uh yeah i guess i could say like uh i'm get the rogue invitational at the end of october yeah. awesome that's going to be in round rock texas yeah, home state represent <laughs> now yeah. how, how how many is that only a few hour drive for you yeah it's only a five hour drive is that like, is so that's yeah that's gonna be yeah you're gonna be the hometown favorite now is that pretty easy going from you've been traveling all over the world but now you just get to travel five hours for a for a big league show like that yeah yeah this, this will be easy easy drive <laughs> um i imagine uh i don't know if you probably can say too much about the events but um it, do, do the events line up to, towards your favor if I knew the events, if you knew the events, all right. So it's 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 still a secret, but yeah. um. And then are you you're also doing the the team event, the USA versus uh England? Yes, sir. I'm doing that the 
Team USA versus Team England. Uh, have yet to get the details on the events on that. Also, <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, but uh, from what I've heard, it's just gonna we're either gonna do like one or two guys, you know, team members, you know, on an event, or it's gonna be we choose, uh, you know, our best events, you know, to go head to head on. Yeah. That's uh, all I have, all the information I have. All right. Yeah. I think that'll, that'll be a, t- a fun event. I, I was taking a look at the roster. I would say the maybe on paper, maybe the team England is looks look pretty good, especially with kind of having three strongest women's um, on the other side. But I think if team America really works together, puts their heads together, I think we can pull out another up, another upset, just like w- the revolutionary war in 1776. So yeah, exactly. That, that, that's strategy. A, yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, Trey, any any sponsors that you want to shout out? I know, of course, you're big in, with SBD. You do some uh, barefoot stuff, but yeah, any sponsors you want to shout out? Yeah, you know, I'm with SBD was uh, you know a big company uh, support gear, like uh, you said, uh, barefoot, like uh, you know for the flat shoes, it's good for connecting to the ground, uh, really gripping it with your feet. Uh, I also have a CBD uh, company, uh, Atlas uh, Performance. You know, really good company, really good, you know, people. I love working with them. And Team Affinity was uh, supplements. You can go to Team Affinity USA. You know, good supplements. Like, they branch it out a little bit in, like, tacky. You know, I'll use their tacky training every once in a while. Uh, I use... Like I'm not sponsored by them, but Spider Techie, you know, this is like my go-to. Now, do you, do you like the competition or heavy usually from Spider? Uh, competition. Competition. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of mix between the, the competition and the heavy. I, I've always been a big fan of the heavy. I'm not sure if the, especially in the hot weather. Um, yeah, I always, I always kind of choose a heavy. But yeah, Spider, you can't really can't go wrong. Um, now, Trey, I'm going to, for, for all the listeners, I'm going to post his Instagram below. Um, and then I, I've also, I, I forgot, I was, I've been subscribed to your YouTube for a bit, but it's been a, a <laughs> videos. Are you, are you planning on ramping up the YouTube a little bit? You were just, you were saying yourself, like Derek Poundstone, YouTube videos and other videos got you going. You think, you think you're going to start that up again? Uh, I might try like, uh, right now, like I'm all by myself. Like, you know, uh, you know, uh, Old Brian Shaw and, you know, Brian Shaw, Maxine Boudreaux, they all got, you know, their own cameraman on their payroll. Like, I'm going to pay myself. So we'll see if I can start that up on myself again. Well, but if you if you check out Trey's YouTube channel now, there's a bunch of kind of the old classic clips like America's Strongest Man, the Arnold Amateur. So if you want to see kind of his humble beginnings and see how the road to the success where he is, make sure to check that out. Um, but don't forget to please like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Tell all your friends, tell all your family. And then, Trey, you have the last word. Just thank you so much for having me on your podcast, uh, Nick. Really appreciate it. Uh, that's about it. You know. <laughs> that's all I got to say. But, Trey, thank you for coming on.